You're listening to the Renegade Blitz. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at RBlitzPod, and at Blitz Videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Renegade Blitz, our fourth year training camp. It's gone so fast, and we're finally back, and we should be back with you for the rest of the regular season here as the Pittsburgh Steelers are back in Latrobe getting ready for another season of training camp with Chris Ward. I'm Tyler Polk. Chris, it's been a big start to this entire training camp for the Steelers. We'll also have Brandon Walker coming on shortly. He's out in Chicago for a family reunion, so he's trying to get himself situated with that. And Chris, so far for the first two days of training camp, it's it's been good to see the Steelers back, but of course the big thing is that Kenny Pickett making some strides. That's the one thing that I think a lot of the Steelers' success comes through in, especially today in day two of training camp as we're recording this on the second day. He had some good moments with new Steeler Allen Robinson. Yeah, it was, uh, supposedly Allen Robinson had a uh, really good day today. Uh, I haven't got a chance to to read the reports yet, but just everything that I've read on Twitter, uh, I, I saw yesterday uh, uh, Kenny Pickett had a deep pass to Anthony McFarland Jr. And today he had one, uh, a deep one to Calvin Austin the third, who uh, he had a rough practice according to reports yesterday. He had a couple drops, but uh, you no know, a, a big catch today. I think it was like for forty six yards. I read, but um, yeah, the, the Holcomb the the linebacker was on him too on the plays. I, I saw people comment that on that. You know, that's not a good matchup to have with Calvin Austin the third. But uh, yeah, you know, still still the early portions. You know, it, it's like I asked you before we came on. I asked how hot how hot it is in uh, the Pittsburgh area. And I know St. Vincent College. They were all saying like extremely humid. You know, I, I know it's humid out here too. Uh, but uh, you know, tough working conditions. Uh, you know, uh, Deontay Johnson. I think uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson had to leave practice for the heat. Uh, related like exhaustion and stuff and, and DeMarvin Leal was the other one and uh I think Connor Hayward was so three players with those three players uh you know it, it's brutal out there right now that was a long practice. Yeah, I, yeah it was a long practice um I'm still in in regular the regular part of Pittsburgh not in Latrobe but I was down walking around the East Liberty area and I, I took some solid bits. I, I went out and I ate in a restaurant. And then I walked across the bridge in Shadyside and I tried to get a water in one of the store where I had to buy lottery tickets for the Mega Millions because we're all trying to get rich here. And uh, also, and uh, I tried to get a water. I'm like, man, it's hot. It, it, I mean, uh, sweat coming off my back. It was insane out there how hot it was. So granted, I'm the one person in the world that wears all black in near 100 temperatures that's what tomlin does but he likes it he said after the practice he likes the weather you know he's he's you know you know how coaches are they're kind of a little crazy sometimes but he he said you know he likes the uncomfortable part of it and and, uh, that's the job of the head coach you know he wants his players to face uh, adversity and that's what training camp is all about because you know that's going to make those guys better um you know deep in the season when uh you know in the fourth quarter and they have to dig deep yeah, the Steelers are one of three teams that go away from their regular training facility for training camp. So that's one of the things they expected. Of course, uh, all the players coming in a few days ago and, and you've seen you've seen some people were involved in snack duty. Other people were bringing Tempur-Pedic mattresses. And of course, some caught Ubers to get to Latrobe, which for me is someone that's actually driven out to Latrobe. <laughs> 
not for football reasons. I had to cover basketball games out there. Man, you're taking a, an Uber out there. That's yeah, that's a lot. I, I've done it once actually from Pittsburgh to Latrobe, and this was a, a few years ago. It, like they usually charge about how long it takes to get there, so I think what's like almost an hour. So I think when I went, it was like probably fifty dollars. But you know, I don't, I don't know what the Ubers has gone up. You know, recently over the last couple of years, so I don't. Broderick Jones, you know, had to take an Uber from the airport, so I, I'm sure it was it was a good a good amount. But you know, his, his rookie deal, I'm sure covered it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing we want to talk about with Broderick Jones. Of course, he wasn't giving the starting job out of camp. It still belongs to former fourth-rounder Dan Moore Jr. So, of course, the Steelers, as Omar Khan said, uh, they want to make him work for it. And I like the way that, that Moore had it with his headspace. Of course, you know, usually most guys, they, they get affected by their spot. They kind of get a little flippant but he seemed to have a good headspace about that yeah, yeah damn more like you know since Broderick Jones was drafted and everything he's, he's been a real you know team player you know not you know he, he's said all the right things really and you know like like they said uh Tomlin and Omar Khan said that you know Broderick Jones is going to have to earn that spot you know it's just not going to be given to him and I think you know I read today that Broderick Jones had some first team reps but initially right now damn more juniors uh getting those snaps and uh I, there, there was one clip out there where Highsmith beat him, but I, they're not wearing pads yet. But it was a speed rush, and uh, you know, even if they had pads on, I think you know Highsmith would have would have got to the quarterback there. You know, of course, they're not you know sacking the quarterbacks in training camp, but uh, yeah, it, it should be interesting to see how that plays out. The whole left tackle, there's not really a lot of training camp battles. Like, I mean, I guess left tackle, cornerback to see like, well, Patrick Pearson would be the one that starts, but if um, Joey Porter Jr. or Levi Wallace, I guess is the, the main uh, battle there for the other cornerback spot. And we now have Brandon Walker live and on location from Chicago. Brandon, good to see you. Hello, you got the vintage Sixers shirt on. I think as a Washington guy, that's probably a little bit sacrilegious. Uh-oh, he froze. <laughs> he froze. Hotel Wi-Fi strikes again, guys. Oh, yeah, man. Wi-Fi is – even at my house, sometimes the Wi-Fi is rough. But, um, yeah, uh, speaking of uh, – we want to talk about the Highsmith deal. This was a couple oh, – actually happened last week, but he talked to the media earlier earlier this week. Uh, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Highsmith get, getting the bag, so to say? I mean, uh, good on the Steelers. <laughs> Good on the Steelers for getting him uh, that that deal as early as possible because I know that there was a lot of people that said that oh, you're the you're the running mate with T.J. Watt, but he was doing pretty well for a guy that was out without Watt for the most part with last season, and he still would have been in and around the same production even with Watt in the lineup. So you're just hoping that he's a co-star and he's not up in the top ten of outside linebacker money. So you'll take it. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy story just how, uh, you know, he was a walk-on at Charlotte and, you know, he's worked his way in the NFL and, you know, through, through uh, this is going to be his fourth year, but, uh, you know, get that $70 million, a five-year $70 million deal is, um, you know, pretty crazy. Uh, it was, a, it was a, I thought it was a good deal. Like, I mean, I, I know last week people were talking about how the, the, the Steelers spent too much on defense and stuff, but the offense is just young right now. It's, it's at that stage where they have a young quarterback, so – you know, if George Pickens develops and same as Kenny Pickett, you know, they'll get their deals sooner rather than later. And 
um, or eventually, I should say, and you know, it'll, it'll even out the whole offense, defense, and how it's how it's spent. Yeah, you're right. Plus, Cam Hayward's not going to play that much longer. You got Patrick Peterson. I don't know how much he's making, but he's not going to be playing that long here. And then structure TJ Watt and make a Fitzpatrick's deals if you got to pay Penny Pickett his, his money as I sip on this blueberry pomegranate brisk tea. Oh, wow. Man. How is it there in Chicago? Are you in the city it's or right. the outside? Are you in the city or the outside areas? Outside city. Oh, okay. Slightly up. What we got? Talking about. I think the hotel Wi-Fi is breaking up. Yeah, man, that's that's always tough. I'm giving. I'm trying to give him as much space as possible because I know that he's trying to hang in there with it, and it, and it's tough to do. Um, yeah, I mean it's good to see that he's out there with Chicago in Chicago, of course, enjoying a little bit of time off before we all start running around as we all will. Hopefully there's some plans in the interim for all of us here in Pittsburgh, but we'll get to that later. Um, what else to talk about with this? I mean, defensively, when, when you take a look at it, Joey Porter Jr., he got his rookie deal in, so he's officially all locked in for the next few years as a Steeler. I, I think the one thing that you're looking for out of him is stability early because this is probably the most anticipated corner signing a, as a rookie the Steelers have had in quite some time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, he got a pretty good deal there. I think 70% of his deal got guaranteed. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just reading here uh, a report by Mike DeFaba from The Athletic. He said, uh, Joey Porter Jr. was chirping at Pickens at the end of practice. I got something for you. Uh, I, I thought that, that that was pretty interesting because I, I said like back in April, I was like, I can't wait to see a training camp battle between uh, George Pickens, Joey Porter Jr., um, you know, two young guys going at it. Um, I, so I thought that was interesting. I, I tweeted, I was like, iron sharpens iron, iron, you know, the famous Tomlin uh, saying or the quote. Um, but yeah, uh, Nick Farball from Steelers now said that uh, this has been another solid day for Joey Porter Jr. Thus far, his length is a serious factor. And I, I posted a photo of Joey Porter, a picture of him, and shown his uh, his wingspan, which is pretty crazy. All you have to do is Google Joey Porter Jr. arms, and uh, it's like one of the first photos that comes out. It's pretty crazy. I think it's like 34-inch arms or something like that. Long and lanky corners, and that's exactly what you need. And I'm glad that early on he's showing that dog that yeah. was pretty much uh, certified with his father out there yeah, yeah, because that's that's exactly what you need i want that's where you want what you want to see dogs in the training camp stages of the year so that's yeah. that's exactly what i wanted to see out of him glad to see that early on yeah you know how joey Poor, uh, or you know how george george pickens is you know, you know remember the famous uh, uh thing at georgia well, you, know, you don't want to see that at training camp but you know he's a fiery guy and stuff uh so it'll be interesting to see them uh, compete with each other throughout camp Everybody was trying to say that he's crazy for wearing a hoodie. I'm like, he, he's got a sleeveless hoodie on. I, I mean, that's a Bill Belichick special. I'm fine with that. I mean, as long as he's not full-on hoodie. I did see a few people around Pittsburgh with hoodies on in the past few days, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's, it's hot. Uh, yeah. 
But um, try, oh, Najee Harris, uh, uh, the running back discussion. I I know Brandon probably uh, you know, it's been a big topic across the league and stuff. Uh, so Brandon, what what are your thoughts on the running backs overall and what Najee Harris had to say about about how the running backs are, uh, you know, they have no uh, security and you know they're being devalued. He's right, and. If I were to steal I'd watch out. If Najee stays healthy and balls out this year, I would hold out after this year. Yeah, he'll have to have a big season. I, I know yeah. uh, some uh, uh, bet MGM, they think he, he's the most bets for uh, winning the rushing title, which is uh, pretty great. He's like the ninth best odds, I think, though. But, yeah, 18 to, 100, 18 to 1, I think it is. But uh, I guess they, they're doing that because the Steelers – are committed to the run and they did or they're, they're saying they are or going to be and that they they bolster the offensive line but uh yeah i don't know you think you think like say he gets like maybe like, what, what do you what kind of numbers do you think he needs to get where you could potentially see a hold out because his friend or his fifth year tenure are uh yes yeah, fifth year things coming up uh it'll be 1700 yards about 12 to 15 touchdowns Oh, yeah, that's all pros type of season right there. Yeah, you gotta have all. You can't. You got. You can't. You can't get injured. You can't. You have to ball out. Straight up, you 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 can't because I know Najee had the that foot the first half of last year, but other than that, he's been healthy the entire time. So if he stays healthy, gets that yard, boom, hold out now. That's when your time when you get use your leverage. Yeah, that. And the entire saga with the running back story, and by the way, Brandon, 1,700 rushing? Yes, rushing. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to probably put him, I'm probably going to say that he'll he'll get slightly less than that. Rushing-wise, I think it's 1,500. I think the Steelers will actively try to get Jalen Samuels a little bit more involved with this team, but I also expect him to still be a threat as a, uh, a receiver and I think that's really going to be what makes that all pro designation kind of a, a a little bit Le'Veon Bellish I think that maybe he gets 1500 rushing and about 600 receiving yeah, yeah Brandon the numbers you said, I just looked up Josh Jacobs who uh, led the league in rushing last year he had thir- 340 attempts uh, 1653 yards he had in 12 touchdowns Average uh, 4.9 yards per carry. So that, that's the type of season that you're looking for. Najee yeah. Harris. yeah. Was, you know, which could happen. I mean, like Josh Jacobs, I think the season before he only had 872 yards rushing on 217 attempts, average 4.0 yards per carry and nine touchdowns. So, I mean, Najee could make that leap if everything right. goes right. And th- this is the best offensive line that he's played behind uh, so far in his career by far. Sure. Oh yeah, but what were you guys talking about before I came in though, and while I was gone? Oh, we were talking um, about Pickett, right, Pickett? So no, what do you? No, you you remember it more than probably more than I do. Oh, we were talking about Pickett at training camp, and we said he had a couple, you know, some deep throws the last two days. But we said you know it's the early portion of training camp; they haven't put pads on yet. And uh, well, we talked about the weather because three Steelers uh, they they left practice because of heat uh, related issues. So uh, we're talking about how hot it is right now, and Tomlin loves the weather, loves the conditions, loves the adv- adversity. <laughs> so, what do you think is uh is that line should is going to be this year? Well, that's a good question because I think I read Bleacher's report had it at twenty two. They had a 
I think the betting odds are like 17 or something like that. And I know I tweeted a couple weeks ago, I think 25, which might be a little bit too much, but that's that's what Trevor Lawrence uh, stat line was. And that's what a lot of people think uh, what Pickett could have is that type of leap. Yeah, uh, uh, looking at Trevor Lawrence stats, he completed 66.3 of his passes for 4,113 yards, 25 touchdowns, and eight to eight interceptions. So imagine if Pickett has that that type of stat line. Uh, he ain't getting 4,100. <laughs> that's that that is not happening. Uh, but 25 touchdowns. 25. That Canada's a dry offense, man. I can't. I, I can't. It, no. No. I think 17 is good because he had what seven nine and he didn't, he didn't you, all the games. Obviously. I'll give you. I'll meet in the middle. Twenty. I'll say 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions on about 3,400 yards. I think that would have been a fine stat line with with a 16 game season, but a 17. I think you got. You got to bump that up to at least a, a shade under four thousand for me to be comfortable with him. But they're not gonna. They're, they're gonna try to run the ball. Yeah, they're gonna be running the ball a lot. They're gonna be because it's gonna be like the same as last year. The Steelers are gonna be playing within the margin because I think they, although they are a better team. Then the more talented team than last year, I still think and we talked about this, Chris. They are still about a year, one more draft away, one draft away, and another free agency cycle from getting from really becoming a, a contender again. I think they can win a playoff game, but We'll just get to that. Do you want to just get to what what their record is going to be right now, or are you just going to just say before see preseason? Or, or we, yeah, we'll see. We have. We'll let's see let's give it a little bit of time. I mean, the the first preseason game is is uh, August eleventh. Yeah, but, so but we got to figure out thoughts, what's going on. My initial thoughts are kind of with yours, Brand. I think I kind of see them as like a nine and eight. Maybe they'll get one more win, maybe ten and seven. But it, it's such a tough conference. I don't, you know. Like anything, health plays an important part. But like that AFC North is tough. I mean, like Pickett, like he he still like as far as the quarterbacks, you got Joe Burrow, um, Lamar Jackson, and who knows? Deshaun Watson is kind of I don't know, but if he gets back to his former self, I guess. I mean, the Browns are going to be a threat too if he gets if he could get going. I think, but I, I don't know. That's so unpredictable with how everything. But they have a good, they have some pieces though in Cleveland. Yeah, they they do. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are kind of into what Deshaun Watson has been saying, but this is still a team that's pr- plenty good enough to at least compete for the AFC North. I'm not going to be like most people and give them the crown just yet. Oh. I just I think that they can compete for a title. Them but, winning that that division is going to have to be something that I got to see first. Yeah, yeah they earn they got to earn that uh, distinction, but uh. Baltimore depends on the, if Lamar and Jackson can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's the main I think thing. If he can stay healthy, they're, they're, I think they they might win that division because they got the weapons now. Best weapons, and whew, they need 
And Cincinnati needs to figure out that Joe Burrow situation quick. And Joe Burrow should not touch the field again until that contract is, you know, is resolved. Because yeah. they has the baseline for uh, with Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert has not uh, accomplished nearly enough to warrant that. I mean, more than Burrow. So, so my question is going back to Pickett. What do you think he may be worth by 2025? Wow, that's a long time in football. <laughs> I know. But. I'm just trying to see what he does this year to see if he can make that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, right now you're just hoping. I think the best case scenario is like a hometown discount on steroids right now. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a mu- that's much too early. Like Trevor Lawrence had 12 touchdowns, the to 17 interceptions in 2021, 3,641 yards passing. So, you know, Pickett, you know, he had seven to nine touchdown interceptions ratio last, but also Lawrence, you know, he's a better prospect coming out and he had Doug Peterson too. Matt Canada, I think he's the wild card here. Can he develop an efficient passing game? Uh, that remains to be seen. <laughs> you know, he has some good run formations, you know, the, like people to get on the jet sweep, but it does actually do some good things uh, when it's run properly or run at the right time, I guess I should say. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't know about if he could develop. his Like all the, the experts in the football analytic or the football X and O's, they, they say his passing game is really simple and stuff and, um, you know, it just it doesn't it has it has to have more variety in, in its routes like like I think George Pickens led uh, go routes last year like by a wide margin and so they they need to get him in a, a more diverse route tree. I think that's one thing that could be that could be um, done with this team because I, I look at Allen Robinson as someone that could probably help with that route tree situation. I mean, my theory with the Steelers is that a lot of this all just kind of spans back to guys like A.B. and even Martavis Bryant. I mean, they've always had wide receivers that just kind of had a sixth sense and just knew what to do with routes in those situations and were elusive. And I think the Steelers are trying to get guys like that back. But even with it, it took it took a bit of time for A.B. to officially be A.B. So I think I think you're you're hoping to see a jump with route trees for not only George Pickens, but Deontay Johnson as well. I think he's a better route runner. It's just like, number one, if he catches it, number two, what is he going to do if he catches it? That's the problem. That's not, his problem is not the route running. The yak yardage after it. Yeah. 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 Routes after the catch, maybe that that's one thing with them. I, I mean, all he has to do, really, the one thing is, if he had Juju's mentality in terms of catching the ball and just trying to get up the field, he'd be a much better wide receiver than what a lot of Steelers Nation thinks of him. You already know what I told you. Yeah, the, the, after after that Buffalo game, yeah, I, I was pretty rough on him. But that's what you got to uh, uh, – Robinson for so, uh, but who do you think is gonna? Yeah, but 
speaking of this, what do you think is the biggest question mark that the one thing, one position that will derail this season? I think their linebacker is probably their weakest right now. They don't really, you know, Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, who you know from from Washington, but they don't really, you know, have a standout player. I, th- I would say, you know, no disrespect to any of those players. But, you know, I just – I think linebackers are worried. I'm trying to think what uh, – cornerback, you know, they're young with the Joey Porter Jr. and Corey Trice. But, you know, they have Patrick Peterson, you know, vet there. But I don't know. What would you say? That, that that's a good. I would say linebacker though. That that's the position that I'm most worried about. I would say. I would say the other. I'll say this. The one person I think is going to be a, have a breakout season is Mark Robinson. Okay, so linebacker. Like you think you think he's going to start over Cole Holcomb or the Landon Roberts? Yeah. You think so? I'm telling you. I I. I was I was clamoring for him to start in the middle of last season. But politics, you know, got to squeeze, you know, politics happened. And you know how that goes until it was clear that, hey, give him a shot. Show some dog, make plays. I know we got to work on some things in coverage, but. Don't they all? But I think I think he could be a very solid starter. He could be an a, a part of the solution. And but my thing is I don't know about Keanu Neal or oh, yeah, it's, it's, start, it's, yeah. It's Patrick. I, I like that fit Minka and uh Terrell Edmonds. They complement each, each other perfectly. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, yeah, safety. I think you have a corner. Yeah, I'm pretty safe. Corner too. I, I like their uh, uh, their front, like their front, their defensive line and their outside linebackers. They got the two, the duo with T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. You know, getting paid big, big amount of big amount of money. Um, yeah. Offense is the best offensive line they've had in a number of years. You know, I like the, the additions that they got at receiver. So I, yeah, this roster is like it's built up nice. It's just like it's like we mentioned, Brand. Like it's like one year away where I think they could maybe like make a deep playoff run. Right, because it's like... I'm going to... Go ahead. Um, I, I'm going to say that I kind of... You guys kind of stole the thunder with me. I, I'm going to say the, the roundup players, the players that are expected to make plays after the offense makes a catch or at least has a run, potentially. So roundup guys, the, the inside linebackers in the 3-4, and the strong safety. And and also nickel corner. That's another thing. But those those things all together, which are basically expected to be guys that you have for hats in the run game or at least passing in intermediate areas. Those are my worries for this team. But globally, it's execution. I, I mean, offensive execution under Canada and defensively, it's how these guys play in in important positions in a Steelers scheme that are getting replaced because of so much turnover. Yeah, because they turn over the inside linebacker room, the cornerback room, and and basically that, that that's other than that, basically the defensive line too. 
it, it's that's a good point with the slot cornerback because I think right now they're working in some different guys. They even have uh, you know the, the idea of maybe you know moving Patrick Peterson inside, but uh, Chandon uh, Sullivan is a guy they they signed around draft time and. Uh, a couple weeks after that, in, in May, they released Arthur Millette. And just this, just past, a couple of days ago, Arthur Millette signed with the Ravens, which is kind of interesting. You know, he was a, you know, feisty slot cornerback. He was a good run blitzer uh, and everything, but uh, wasn't, wasn't the best in coverage. He was kind of like Mike Hilton, but like, like a, like, what would you say? Like, a, not, like a diet version of Mike Hilton, I guess. <laughs> like, not as good, but, but he was a solid player. But, you know, slot cornerback, you know, the Steelers, for you. Like Mike Gillen, like the way he played that position was like, like Keith Butler always used him on those blitz and stuff, and you know helped out and run support. So yeah, that's another position that would be interesting to see how it plays out in, in training camp. Yeah, there's a lot of things that that need to be figured out with the Steelers in terms of that defense that at least makes me comfortable sitting there watching from uh, thirty thousand feet, I guess. But yeah. I, I have a question for you guys. <clears throat> uh, other than maybe Kenny Pickett, who do you think will break out this year? I already told you, Mark Robinson. I'm telling you. Oh, okay, you are. You're I, I'm, 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 I'm a big Mark. I'm like <laughs> he should have. He should have. He should have been starting over. <laughs> I, I, we're not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. He should have been starting over number fifty, number fifty-five. The last, the previous number fifty-five last year. And I was keeping at that. Who do you got, Ty? I'm I'm going to put myself on on the campaign trade. I'm going to say that Joey Porter Jr. makes strong inroads towards defensive rookie of the year. Okay, yeah, I, I saw earlier this week CBS Sports that had him on first team all rookie uh, um, at cornerback with uh, Gonzalez from the Patriots, but uh. I, I, what do you think? What do you say, Fryermuth? Do you think that's a breakout type of player? You think? Because yeah. like, I think he makes a leap here for like like Pro Bowl, like because he okay. hasn't. Been pro, like, I'm, I'm thinking this is a year he could be a pro. Yeah, he could make an All Pro. Hopefully, they get the middle of the field situated and Pickett starts, you know, targeting there uh, some passes to to Fryermuth there, and he's going to be in the slot more too because the Darnell Washington. Oh so, yeah. Uh, so I want to I want to go with uh, your guy there, Penn State Pat. <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to pick a Penn State player, but I just want. Well, I, 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 but yo, oh gosh, so that's why I didn't pick one of them. I don't want to hear the uh, biases. That's why I went with Robinson. But yeah, you got a lot of Penn State representation for the Penn State beat writer here on the Renegade Blitz. You got Allen Robinson. You got Fryer Booth. You got Joey Porter Jr. Uh, I mean. You'd think yeah. that the guy you you wouldn't think that the two guys that are more identified as pit guys would give the Penn State guys some uh some headway in this team. Yeah. So so I want to know. Speaking of, who do you think is going to get the green dot? That's a good question. Um, I think it's going to have to be Minka this year. Yeah. Yeah. You Minka. think safeties are good to uh, have the green dot? Do they have good safeties wearing green dots? I don't know. I always thought it was a linebacker, but I mean, some defense. Is, it I, might I, Minka, <laughs> but I don't know if that's good. He's Minka. too far away. He, he he's he's expected to play center field, and the, and the Steelers love to play one high about as much as any other team in the league. Right. I, I mean, 
I think I think that's the question, at least with with especially with linebacker. I mean, you, if you want to be real, if it's traditionally a linebacker, I'd probably say Highsmith. Highsmith, an outside linebacker. It would be it. It. I think it has to be unconventional because I just don't know these guys right now. Like. I want to see I want to see how the linebackers play against Tampa. It's not it's not Tom Brady's Tampa Bay, but it's still Tampa Bay regardless. Yeah, they're still NFL team, but goodness, like, whew, it's going to be tough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Has, I think it might have to be. You see, if Edmonds was still here, I would have picked him. I would have put it on him. But he's not. So that is a good question. Nobody else is something that nobody asks. I was like, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen anyone ask about the green dot yet. But um I'm trying to think of any other uh, you know, I, I think everybody knows where the pressure's at. You know, I think Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett, I, I think that's been well documented. You know, the offense they can't be scoring whatever it was nineteen points per game like they did last year, or it was eighteen, I think. Something like that. They can't be scoring 10, 13, 16 points um this year. They they gotta yeah. they gotta enter the twenty first century as you'd like to say, Brand. <laughs> you know what? They have to see they have to figure out the mentality they get this physical way to get out of this quagmire of mediocrity. And that, I will tell you what their point differential is from the last four years. Minus ten. That became that includes the eleven and zero start. Oh yeah, we remember that was our first first year on the podcast. Yeah, that was that was some great that was some great times, but they fell off the cliff at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah that that is one thing you could say that this team has to has to be at least positive with point differential, hopefully coming up in the future. Not. I, I like to believe they made some strong strides last year. They became more of a ball control offense, and that's the start of my confidence in the offense coming through there. Hopefully, hopefully Matt Canada is no longer signing toilet seats after that. Yeah, because yeah. I think that was a. I think that was a. Uh, that was an omen. Someone, someone low key did the math on that one. It was like it was like wearing a sell the team shirt right next to Bob Nutting. Um, <laughs> It, yeah, Let's it, wrap this up with with something that I think that's been at least you probably have seen this a little bit on your Twitter feeds or X feeds or whatever the hell feed it is now. Um, um, that sounds so wrong. Um, have you guys been seeing this these tweets from Eli Rogers coming in through training camp the, the first few days uh, uh, talking about like maybe he was given a wrong deal by. I guess he was passed up for Ryan Switzer mm-hmm. back yep. in the late Killer Bees era. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, he he was balling a little bit. Mm-hmm. He stepped up uh, when AB got like at certain during certain times. Yeah, a, a, tw- yeah. a, a Twitter uh, a fan on Twitter just he's he claimed that Switzer got the spot over Rogers because he was a part of Ben's Bible study. So and uh. And, and and um, you know, uh, Rogers kind of he didn't. He basically said he has some stories about how he was 
you know, butt kissing Ben and stuff. <laughs> so, so it was, it was a really random thing last night. On Twitter. Like, I haven't really thought about Eli Rogers in a while. Like, you know, he's a former player from 2019, but yeah, he thinks that Switzer, you know, you know, just did a lot of sucking up to other coaches and stuff, and was a part of Ben's Bible study, I guess supposedly. <laughs> Doing pretty good in the uh, XFL before the pandemic, and I think he had a, a cup of coffee in the USFL. So I'm shocked that no one else really gave him another chance. Talking about Elon Rogers, yeah, uh, yeah. You can't. I mean, it's the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Even it's, though what you got to do, what you got to do to make the team, man. <laughs> if he, if he, it's joining Ben. <laughs> Bible study. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't. Like, yeah, because I do kind of sucks going and shit. <laughs> like, bro. Like he was a less than ideal uh, a returner in a lot. Yeah, of he, he, I mean, he was an okay receiver, but he absolutely dunk as a punt returner. Yeah, basically, uh, and not the exact words, but Rogers said that Switzer wasn't messing with him on the on the field <laughs> in no no shape or form. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the. Uh, I'm guessing he the, the messing was. Yeah, <laughs> it was another word. <laughs> oh god! It was, it was some pretty random beef on Twitter last night. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, miscellaneous things. You have a yeah. prediction. This is a very serious question. <laughs> who? Yeah, we the green dot. But who is going to be? You're walking the trap, take over your trap guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marcus Allen had a tryout with the Eagles earlier earlier this weekend. So. I know. Uh, let me let me try to think. Keep, I gotta think. You gotta keep an eye on Marcus Allen for us. Who's gonna replace him? Probably you I know something. Whoever, whoever, who's the new Dimebacker for Steelers, or or, or maybe Alton. Joey Porter? Yeah, I was thinking maybe Joey Porter Jr. Maybe that's a good question though. I didn't even think about that, man. Uh, <laughs> I just asked that question. <laughs> either that or uh, Steelers have a lot. They have a lot of serious players on their team. Like so, like I'm trying to think right now. I'm I'm not coming up with a lot. Like like you know, like they're the typical like you know lunch pail blue collars like like. They're not gonna do that type of like hype up and everything. Uh, yeah, this feels like your father's Steelers team yeah. in a lot of ways, but it it's still yeah. very young and everybody's trying to figure out their their roles right now. Well, you have to have that role. Every team has it now. Like, and plus with the Steelers, you have to have that because of the they really the fans really do walk in your trap and take over your trap. But Brent, you know what I was thinking late last night? I was I was just thinking to myself, I was thinking, I hope defenses this year don't run to the end zone after they get a turnover. I think that's still going to happen, and you're going to have to deal with that for a long it's, time. It's still, it's but out, we'll wrap it up. You mentioned this in the press box, right? Yes. <laughs> it was like, yo. We got to get we got to get press box musings from and, uh, Brandon Walker, a, gen- a but, general uh, of the Raiders, right? Said yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> and then they moved, yeah. and the thing is, they, on the next play, like it was, and this was the Raiders, and this was after the Raiders was 
did did it. It wasn't after the Steelers were doing it. It was after the Raiders were like, I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> and, yeah, after they made the interception and then oh my God. two plays later, Carr threw, I think, to Moulet. And then they did the whole did, did the thing. I was like, uh. and plus, be proud of me. I went through this whole podcast without saying not one bad word. I didn't even say the A word. Yeah, was, you almost got caught up towards the end, but regardless, we'll we'll let it slide because you know connection issues. But um, a quick housekeeping for it um, for this year. Um, at, at least when it comes to us, like when it's just us, we're going to be live. But for any guests that we have on this year, we have decided to go back to just recording that and then eventually uploading that. We want to try to open up more situations in which we have a guest on the Renegade Blitz this year because for the first time last year in some weeks, we did not. So we're hoping to go 17 for 17 this year in terms of guests like we have in previous years. So be on the lookout for that. But regardless, uh, that's all for us here. Chris Ward, Brandon Walker, I'm Ty Polk. You've been listening to The Renegade Blitz. Thank you for listening to The Renegade Blitz Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz Pod, and at Blitz Videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts.